Good morning. So, in the Parsha, we have the, again the Ten Commandments being told over again. And there's some details which are clear here about the Sarasa Debris and Latin Torah, which aren't as clear in Parsha Sisra where it comes up for the first time. Um, one of those things is actually very interesting, fascinating a discussion between Moshe and the Jewish people. That they had the uh, uh, back and forth regarding how they preferred the experience of hearing the Ten Commandments. It's like you go to a hotel and you have different ways you can, different, different ways you can um, experience your stay and different packages. You have all-inclusive or you have um, d- d- different levels. So there were different ways the Jewish people could have experienced the giving of the Torah. And Moshe expected them to choose one way, where in reality they really preferred and chose a different way. And we have the discussion in the Pesukim here, Moshe recounting to the Jewish people, almost really complaining to them, um, telling them that um, um, what they wanted, where Moshe didn't really think it was the best, the best way of experiencing the giving of the Torah. And that was, it was a small detail, but you have a whole series of Pesukim here where, where Moshe elaborates about it. And that is whether they should hear the Asaras Adibras, the Ten Commandments, directly from God, or whether it should be from Moshe. And Moshe recounts to the Jewish people, and he says to them that when you heard the voice coming out of the, the, um, the dark, the darkness, and um, the mountain burning in fire, you came to me, he said, you approached me, and you told us that, you told me, uh, um, speaking to the Jewish people as a whole, that you told me that you heard um, the voice of God. You heard, uh, we heard the voice of God. But why should, we, um, why should we die hearing God's voice? Meaning this alluded to the fact that they actually dropped dead when they heard Hashem's voice. It was too much for them to handle. And they, they begin saying that it's impossible for a human with flesh and blood to be able to hear God, God's voice and to stay alive as something which is, just doesn't, is not realistic. And therefore, they concluded and said to Moshe, "Va'at to you should speak to us. You should tell it all to us." Um, and Moshe concludes that Hashem heard your request, and Hashem agreed. Hashem agreed. Um, so, if you look at um, the pasuk where they told Moshe to speak, he, they told Moshe, it's an interesting um, word they use. But they told Moshe, "Va'at to you should speak to us. Anyone that's familiar with grammar in Hebrew knows that va'at is the way you speak to a woman, to a female, <laughs> right? Va'at to davar elenu. Right? Um, uh, the word for a man, lashon zachor, be va'ata to davar elenu. They told Moshe va'at to davar elenu. So Rashi catches on to it, and Rashi explains that um, it's referring to the fact that they. Uh, this is a whole uh, controversy. But they weakened Moshe like a female, <laughs> um, whatever whatever that means. But they Moshe was referring to the fact that to the Jewish people that they um, that they weakened they weakened him um, by the by them requesting from Moshe to hear from him as opposed to hearing from God. They weakened Moshe. They weakened Moshe. And Moshe said, was it not, he, he complained, was it not good enough for you um, to hear directly from God that now you want to hear from me? First of all, that shows a huge um, deal how Moshe wasn't into himself. Right? It was all about the Jews and God.
Moshe did his job in the, in the middle, but it was like he didn't need his, he didn't need to be heard, he didn't need to speak. Um, as much as they could get directly from God, he wanted them to get. Okay, they can't. He serves as the in-between person. But it was like Moshe was putting himself down. He was saying, you want to hear from me? Why would you want to hear from me? You want to hear directly from God. But Moshe basically said to the Jewish people, Va'at, that you weakened me, you weakened me by your request. By you requesting and saying that you're not ready and you, you're not capable of handling um, hearing it directly from God, you weakened me. Now, um, we see here um, something uh, very interesting where Moshe viewed it different than the Jewish people. And we know Moshe was their leader. So we've had this discussion before in many areas in Torah, but let's have this discussion here where we see almost Moshe was out of touch. That's what it seems like. It seems that there was, there was like some disconnect going on. Where Moshe thought that the Jewish people should be experiencing it one way. And the Jewish people preferred a different way. Who did Hashem agree to? Moshe. The Jewish people. <laughs> right? <laughs> um, Hashem, Hashem took their side and Hashem said, Okay, I won't speak anymore. You'll hear from Moshe. So what was going on here? Why did Moshe feel that it should be experienced directly from God? Why did the Jewish people feel that it wasn't the right way for them? And why did Hashem agree to the Jewish people? Also, they wanted to get watered down. You should hear exactly what I heard. So, what, so why would Hashem wanted it to get watered down? Hashem understood they were ready for it. Okay, you can water it down. So you got to believe they can handle it. That's it. Okay. No, very good. But let, let's uh, let let's let's see. Here's a possible explanation. What we have, what we have here is, um, I'm trying to think of an example. That sometimes you can be, um, we all behave differently depending on where we are, depending on who we're in front of, who's around us. Sometimes we'll behave one way when we're in the presence of a friend. And we'll behave a complete different way when we're in the presence of an investor, when we're in the presence of someone that we need to, that, that, that we need to put on a good show for. Um, and we'll, we, we behave differently based on, um, some people don't. Some people have no filter. They just they're, they're whoever they are, no matter who they're in front. Of. Um, but but the the nature the nature of the human um, is to is to um, we we feel overpowered sometimes by the presence of someone that's very intimidating. And um, this is the case in general, and how much more so when it comes to godliness and and uh, spirituality that. When the Jewish people were in the presence of Moshe, they had a whole different experience of Judaism and of life and of everything than, if they, than when, they, when they were on their own. And Moshe saw that. Moshe realized that, yes, when the Jewish people are in my presence, they get an authentic, real experience of God and godliness. In other words, they're elevated almost to be overpowered by the energy of Moshe to the point where they, they're, they, they're in the level and they're able to experience godliness in a very strong um, pure, pure way, authentic way, without any filters, without any watering down, etc. And Moshe felt that that was the best way for the, this first generation of Jews uh, of uh, after receiving the Torah. This first the, the 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 nation that received the Torah. This was the best way for them to experience it. Um, and this is why Moshe preferred them hearing directly from Hashem, because yes, on their own, perhaps, yeah, they weren't really able to speak to God. Right, Moshe was the one that spoke to God at any given time. Even the prophets weren't able to speak to Hashem in the same way Moshe did. weren't able to get the, get the same sort of revelation. But Moshe knew that the Jewish people in his presence, they were elevated and they were capable of experiencing things that on their own they wouldn't be able to experience. 
And Moshe preferred that. Moshe, Moshe thought that was the best way for them to, to, to have it. But the Jewish people deferred. And when they realized that there was an out of, such an out-of-body experience that they, that they would uh, they, they pass away from experiencing it too much, so they turned to Moshe and said, no, we want to be able to experience God in a way that we can integrate, that we can make it personal, that it could be something that we can handle even when we're not in your presence. We want it to be something that we can take, we can take home with us. Not something that we're limited to be able to having it only when we're in the presence of Moshe. So Moshe, and this is the same thing, Moshe wanted to go into Eretz Yisrael with the Jewish people. Moshe hit the rock. You can compare this to all these experiences of Moshe with the Jewish people with this generation. Um, but narrowing it down to the story, so what ha- what's happening here is that the, the Jewish people realize that we need an experience of godliness that we, can, that, that, that we can experience in our level, that we can take home. And Hashem, even, Hashem acknowledged it, and Hashem agreed with the Jewish people, even though it was a, it was a lower uh, um, godly revelation, it was a lower way of experiencing godliness, but the goal of it all is, at the end of the day, that it should be something that we can take home. It should be something that we can integrate, something that we can that can be compatible with us. If it's not compatible, then the moment we're dealing with our own life and our own level and our own way, we're, is, we we wouldn't be able to bring godliness in it. So therefore, yeah, you needed both. Yeah, there were the times the Jewish people were in the presence of Moshe, even in the Asar's Dibris. Yeah, there were the first two Asar's Dibris, which in them was included everything, and Loichi included everything, that, um, that they experienced directly from God. So we have that part. But there also needed to be the other part. And it was, it was very important. And this is why Hashem agreed to the Jewish people, that they should have an experience of godliness that they can, they can integrate in their life, can be compatible with them, something that they don't, they're not limited and restricted to only experiencing being in the presence of Moshe. And this is, um, these are these two ways of experiencing, these two packages, right, that you can, you can have of godliness. And they're both important, they both are necessary in the conception of the Jewish, um, of the Jewish people. Um, and they're, they're both important today as well. That we have sometimes those experiences of Judaism, of holiness, of spirituality, that we can have in a, in a way where we're only experiencing in the presence of a certain, either a certain person, uh, a tzaddik, or in the presence in a holy place, or in a holy time. Right, the way you 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 feel spiritual on a day like Yom Kippur is different than the rest of the year, and it's important to have those days. But we also need to acknowledge that we need to be able to have a godly experience and a spiritual experience, even when we're not in the presence of something holy, of someone holy in a holy place or a holy time. And we need both. So the, what what Hashem's teaching us here in this dialogue between Moshe that yes, a weakened Moshe, it, it, it forced Moshe to pull himself away from the way he wanted to experience godliness. It weakened him. It, made, it forced Moshe to lower his experience and bring it to, the, to a way where the Jewish people can experience it in their way. Even if they wouldn't be in the presence of Moshe. So it weakened him. But it was important and it was necessary. And um, we have to identify in our life all the time that, that uh, as sometimes we feel that we're not, it's hard for us to bring spirituality home. It's hard for us to bring godliness home. It's hard for us to, to bring Torah and to bring, um, the, to bring, to, to have an authentic Jewish experience in every area and aspect of our life. 
And sometimes the reason for that is because we're only experiencing it in one way. We're only allowing ourselves to feel spiritually high and uplifted in, in, in the presence of holiness. What we need to be able to do is when we're in the presence of holiness to find a way to, to, to make it adaptable, to make it compatible, to make it something that we can integrate and really bring back even when we're not in the, that presence of holiness, even when we're not in the presence of Moshe, in the presence of Har Sinai. So um, that's something we need to think about and exercise and this is what we learned from this conversation and this experience the Jewish people had. Yes. So they didn't wake them, they saw them.